I'm super thrilled to bring you guys episode two. The response I received from the first episode has actually been incredible. I could not believe some of the feedback I received. I am so happy to be doing this and helping my listeners. So to my fellow stepmoms and deadbeat daddies, don't you worry about those BMs. They ain't shit. (laughs) This episode is actually dedicated to those dads we all know best. The ones with BMs that love to cause drama. Whether the drama is with the dad, the girlfriend, the stepmom, grandma, etc. We all know the BM feeds off making someone miserable because it's in their nature. And so yeah, I'm calling it like I see it. Most if not all BMs are bitter or miserable. So they enjoy creating drama because it's for their own pure enjoyment. Now, I promised I would get into some of my own personal experiences with RBM, and I can't wait to dive into those stories. But before that, I wanted to take some of the questions that I received and discuss those. First off, thank you so much for sending questions in the DMs and following on Instagram. Super, super excited to be able to answer questions and bring back some feedback. So question number one was, when your stepson was withheld, if at all, how did you rebuild that relationship with the bm (laughs) that relationship is tainted for life we've reached a point in the relationship where as much as i would like for us to be on the mend i don't think that will ever be possible while she's dating the guy that she's currently with and without getting too deep into this story since this is for another episode let's just put it this way when you're in a toxic abusive relationship you go to some extreme lengths to please your partner even if that means hurting your child and or the child's father But getting back to the point, their relationship has to exist because of the child. And when I say their relationship, I'm talking about my fiance and the BM. Their relationship has to exist because of the child, and so it does, but I'm no longer part of that relationship. Which, thank God, hallelujah, this is solely between the BM and the dad now. And in our household, this works great because of the different situations that have taken place um, and then also some requests that have been made in court. And so I can't talk a lot about what has been decided in court, but I can say that it's been decided for the best of everyone because it keeps everyone in their individual place and nobody can interject any further now question number two was exchanges are stressful for our child my child gets a stomach ache each time they have to go back to mom have you ever dealt with that and how did you help the child so yes my stepson would in fact cry on exchange days and this would go either way so whether he was going to mom's or dad's he was crying stressed and had major anxiety and panic attacks and despite wanting to say that should not be the case it is very well for many many kids exchange days are really really hard kids thrive off routine and once a child is in a rapid routine breaking that is extremely hard and confusing for them and so if you think about it the child has to continue to adapt each week between households and those households will never be exactly the same and so for a child that's between the ages of one and four that can almost be the toughest part when it comes to exchanges and i think in return it'll attribute to the crying or the stressful fits or the stomach aches for example and so i like to say try to see things from the child's lens make exchange days fun 
no matter how bad the relationship might be with the BM, try to make it into this thing where, yeah, you're heading back to moms or you're heading back to dads, but we're going to catch up on this day and you can look forward to crossing off this many days on the calendar until you're back. And don't think of it like, oh my gosh, I have to go there and it feels like a chore. Think of all the fun stuff you're going to do with your mom or your dad and come up with activities that they can pitch to the other parent, especially if the parent is not active in doing activities with the child. We found a lot of times if we would talk to the child about what they want to do and then they bring that back to their mom, the mom's more receptive to it and is willing to do that activity with the kid. And so that has helped. And I think that could help with your case as well. I would say try it. Now let's dive into those stories that you've all been waiting for. And it's only fair and easier if I start at the beginning and discuss certain events as they've taken place and how our BM has caused a tremendous amount of drama. So in the early days of my relationship with my fiance, I took the mature approach in understanding that I'm going to be dating someone with a child and that naturally comes with the baby mama. And so I would have to meet her at some point. So I left the ball in my now fiance's court so he could make the decisions that were best for their son when it came to the relationship. After some time, he was ready on his own and mentioned to his BM that he was dating me and that he was introducing me to his son. And so this is a part I want to highlight because why are BMs so conniving? She told him that she was fine and she was happy for him, but at the same time, she came and reached out to me to tell me that I was the only thing standing in the way of them being a family and that their son had never had his parents in the same place at the same time, and that I would be getting in the way of any of that and so much more. She placed all of the blame onto me when it came to her actions that had tore apart their family. And so she did this in a way that genuinely made me feel bad and believe that I was standing in the way of them being a happy family. have a way of getting into our heads and I want to note that any soon-to-be stepmoms out there in relationships facing the same shit don't let the BM win. I almost did and I would have lost the best thing that ever happened to me. I would not have an incredible family today. I wouldn't have my fiance or even my son today. Um, So going back as she would do these things, she would also go after my fiance in other ways, such as guilting him. She would make him feel like he wasn't doing enough for the child or that he needed to jump at the drop of a hat when it came to her and the child. And not having any frame of reference and being a brand new parent, he didn't know better and many dads don't. And this is where I like to come in. Let me tell you, for those of you that don't know any better yet, this is all a game to see how far the BM can stretch you. They wear you thin, they keep going even after that, so it's very important to set boundaries from the beginning. We did not have any boundaries when this began and it was so exhausting and stressful. I ended up leaving him at one point in the beginning of the relationship because the burden of guilt she was placing on me was so great that I couldn't handle it. That's when he set the record straight to both her and I that he would never be getting back together with her and all of what was happening or happened between them was a direct result of her choices and actions and that I did not have to bear any of that guilt any further. And so from here, our relationship grew much stronger and that is all any woman can really hope for but there were still some clear areas where boundaries did not exist and they needed to one night 
to tell you guys a story. We were on a date and we had just sat down and ordered food when my fiance's phone starts to blow up with text messages. And at first he says, it's fine. I can just ignore it, but it gets worse. And the calls start rolling in. And then naturally I tell him, go take the call. And when he returns, I'm in shock and baffled still to this day by what he told me and so he tells me that we have to leave our dinner because she was refusing to walk one block to the corner store to buy their son some milk and that we had to leave right now to bring it and both of us knew exactly what she was doing in that moment but we knew that if we did not leave the child would have remained hungry and so now this should have been a clear alarm with red lights and sirens going off to me like hey there's no court order and if she doesn't want to walk a block for some milk she probably isn't fit to be a parent at the moment but we didn't want to harm the mom so we bought the milk brought it over there and left knowing what i know now especially today i would have taken our stepson and made her step up as a mom but when you're new to a relationship with someone who has a kid and you don't have a kid yourself or you don't have a frame of reference you don't really know what's right from wrong when it comes to someone else's child it's really hard to make those decisions and for those of you that don't want to interject yourselves into the rights and wrongs i say do it do it for the kids sake because they deserve to have a happy healthy life and if you are going to be that voice of reason why not because they don't deserve that kind of life where the mom won't even walk to the corner store to get some milk but despite all of that you guys will still not believe it i tried to have a friendship with this woman i went out of my way to text her, become friends, invite her out with me as a girlfriend, whether it was one-on-one -on -one or in group settings or with her at the time boyfriend, but with her being her high conflict self, decided to wreck everything. And women that are bitter don't have the ability to put any relationship before themselves. During the week, she would decide to drop him off for our time but she always requested we keep him an extra day at the beginning or the end of our time. And so at this point, we basically had him almost all week because we had him Thursday through Monday. And I started to feel like this was healthier for him because he had both mom and dad in his life. We had a majority, so let's not rock the boat. But boy, was I wrong. Because before we knew it, that nightmare I mentioned in episode one happened. And let me tell you guys the story of that day. Life was normal, the way I mentioned, with our normal exchanges, until we planned that very first family vacation. Ever since we planned that trip, everything changed between us and the BM. That is what started that domino effect. We were heading to California with the kids, rented a private Airbnb with a personal pool. The kids knew about this trip, and we had been talking about it for months to come. BM was well aware, as I had mentioned in episode one, and everything was in order. However, something occurred in her life like it always does when it comes to money and it turns into a major issue. And so the whole premise as to why she withheld the child was for money. And that is when it became clear we were under the gun and felt like our world was slipping from under us. We were being attacked viciously over text and being told that if we did not give her what she was asking for, we would not see the child. And so the first thought I had was, is the child safe? So we called in a wellness check. And for those of you that are not aware, if 
you find yourself in a situation where your child is being withheld, you can call in for a wellness check on the child at the other parent's home. And they can at least provide a small level of peace of mind that the child is okay among whatever argument that's taking place. After the wellness check, we tried to calmly speak to the BM, but nothing worked. And we could not get a hold of her or the child or any other family members on her side. And nobody would cooperate with us. Now, mind you, we're leaving for vacation the day after tomorrow. Tickets have been booked in terms of flights, the place, excursions, lots of stuff. And I didn't book trip insurance. I wasn't smart enough back then to know that when you're planning something with a stepchild and a high conflict baby mama, you need to have trip insurance. So for those of you who that are planning any upcoming trips as stepmoms or girlfriends and you don't have trip insurance, I highly recommend you get some. But after some exhaustive amount of calling and texting and trying to reason, we had to get ready for our trip. We still had an obligation to our son, so we went to California without our stepson. Um, You can only imagine how distraught I felt the entire time I was there. I am extremely sensitive to sounds and anytime my son was watching shows that him and his brother watched together, it was triggering for me and I would cry on vacation in secret. And even to this day, I don't think my fiance knows that I cried on that trip as much as I did. I would cry and break down in private and then pull my shit together and go do stuff with our family and our son so that nothing in his life would skip a beat. That was one of the most awful vacations I have ever taken in my life. And so once we returned from the trip, we went straight into fight mode because the going got rough before it got better. Our BM decided to start bashing us to people by saying that, oh my God, dad went on vacation and didn't take his first son and he doesn't care about him or love him at all. And that is disgusting because... Anyone she is saying this to knew the reality of the situation, they would cringe. And on top of all of that, to make matters worse, she thought that filing a restraining order would somehow help her win something. And so she went and filed a false malicious order and made it so that we could not contact the child at all. And this is when all hell broke loose in our home. We did not know what to do in the beginning. We felt so lost. We wanted to break down and throw in the towel, but we knew that would only be hurtful to our sons. And the kids did nothing to deserve any of this. So we took all the money we had in our savings. And with the help of our families, we put a dent in everyone's wallets, but found a father's advocate attorney. He fought to get the restraining order thrown out as false and got a parenting plan in place granting my fiance his parenting time back. And now this sounds like it happened quickly, but let me tell you, it was a lengthy three-month process that we went through. And we went without the child and had to fight each day. And those were some of the hardest times of our life. I actually was sick for a good portion of it. And we had to ease our son every day because he would ask about his brother. And you can only imagine what it did to the father in this situation. But we came out on the other end, stronger, stronger in our personal relationship with one another and then my stepson as well because he got to see how much we love him and he saw that we fought for him and I feel like that's such a good feeling for a child to know that their parent is always willing to fight for them. So a few tips I can provide are always make sure you have everything in writing by a judge. Start evaluating your situation. And if you're listening to this and you do not have a court order, go get 
one. Like, what are you even doing? Go get one. The faster you can establish one as dad, the better. You want to remain the upper hand in the legal battle. And so if you have a decent relationship with your BM, I would say get everything into writing and submit it as amicably as possible. And neither of you will actually need an attorney or have to pay many fees. Now, if you do not have a decent relationship with the BM, as many of us don't, um, screw that bitch. No, okay, I'm just kidding. But no, seriously, get a fucking attorney. And I don't care if you have to sell a kidney, go get one and get an order drafted up and make sure you have your time and what you want in place so that it can't be taken from you at the drop of a hat when this bitch feels like taking it. Next, for those of us that were not the brightest, yes, we were morons because we didn't get the order before mom or we didn't get an attorney to fight for our rights properly and we're dealing with the repercussions of those decisions today. That doesn't mean you've lost the war. You may have lost one fight along the way, but the overall war is not lost. You have to take into consideration all of the factors that are in your favor and or changes you'd like taking place within your existing order and start to work on documenting everything. Document, 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 and then get those changes put into effect when the next go around comes up for orders to be amended. A lot of times people don't realize that you can amend an order after a few years and think that their order is set in stone. Nothing is set in stone unless an attorney tells you that it is and rarely are there permanent for life type of orders in place. So in a weird way, it was a blessing in disguise when our PM withheld our stepson because it forced us to get that order before she did. And that played out in our favor because it got us what we wanted because she committed such a heinous act. The only mistake we made was not going for full custody. Instead, we opted for 50-50 through the court mediator. And that was the worst decision we could have ever made. Because over time, she manipulated a lot of situations and ended up hurting the child further. And because of our court order being 50-50, there was no way to make any changes until the order was up for amendment. So take it from me, you don't want to be in that position, which is why I recommend going and getting the full custody order as soon as possible because we learned that we had a better chance of getting full custody back then than we do now and we missed a golden opportunity which is why we're stuck in this uphill legal battle where we're duking it out every couple years because the child is not in the best environment we're dealing with a broken court system and a state that is known as a mom state and so it's just a lot of factors that are playing against us either way we're not letting the bitter BM win. And we're always going to keep fighting for our son so that he can have the best and the healthiest of everything. And so after that point, if we continue on with the story, once our son came home, things were still pretty rocky. And so in my book, I feel like we're going to keep fighting and we're going to keep fighting for him because he needs to be in the healthiest of environments, which he isn't at the moment. And I feel like education is a big thing that I support and I want him in the best school. I want him getting the same level of education as my son. And so those are some of the reasons why we plan to continue fighting to amend our existing order. But going back to the story, so now after the three-month fight and and you know parenting time is finally reinstated and we are all back to normal things are 
back to the way they were with us getting him on Thursdays and him going home on Mondays. Uh, he wasn't in school at this time, so it was we had more time with the child. But exchanges were extremely awkward and they were weird because this elephant in the room was still there. Mom had still done what she had done and she had to face us every single week when she dropped off the child. And so what I have to say is that if you find yourself in situations like that where exchanges are becoming uncomfortable, if you're a stepmom, pull yourself out of them. Just don't go, don't be a part of it, let them deal with it, let them exchange the child, and trust that your significant other is going to simply exchange the child. So many times I read in these groups that I've talked about, these women have feelings that their significant other might cheat or talk to her or whatever it might be. Stop letting your insecurities get in the way and stop letting the bitter BM win because that's exactly what she wants. She wants you to feel this way and so she's going to continue to manipulate and create situations to make you feel this way and R certainly would until I pulled myself out of exchanges and just stopped going altogether because why am I letting her win? She's making me uncomfortable at the exchange and that's a mean manipulative thing that a woman can do, sure, but I'm not going to subject myself to it. So fine, let him. He went, exchanged the child and came back and it brought so much peace to our home because I didn't have to be a part of that anymore. I could just simply be a stepmom. And when the kid got home, it was like everything was the way it was and should be. And I didn't have to stress about anything. And same thing with drop-off time. And so that was one area that was weird and uncomfortable, but we definitely overcame by finding a better dynamic for ourselves. And everyone, as I've mentioned, has a different relationship and different dynamic in their home. So maybe pulling yourself out of exchanges doesn't work for you, but maybe just not engaging does. Don't be a part of it. Um, Maybe have dad get out of the car and grab the kid outside so you don't have to hear something we had that situation in the beginning where she would like to put him into the car seat and buckle him in and that made me really uncomfortable because she would make comments as she was doing it and so I had to ask my fiance could you make sure that you step out of the vehicle and get him and you put him in and buckle him because she makes these comments and they don't make me feel comfortable and I think that a big part of it is communication had I not communicated that and had he not been receptive of that none of this would have worked. So if you find yourself with your significant other arguing about these things and you're giving him clear feedback on how you feel and what you need and want and he's not able to help make the situation less uncomfortable for you, then you guys have a larger thing and I think you should go to therapy. Start there and see what you can do to meet each other halfway because if you're not communicating about your needs in the relationship along with the child and the BM, then it's not going to work because you're still an outsider to the situation. You're not part of that dynamic. So when you're interjecting yourself, you have to be cautious about how it's affecting all the parties and how it's affecting you as well. And so that's why I think you have to play each part of your life with a little bit of caution when it comes to a high conflict baby mama. But exchanges definitely were weird, but we overcame, like I said. And then the next part was helping the child overcome the feelings that he had. And so obviously this causes children to have 
some issues. They get stressed out, they have anxiety, they feel like they're hurting one parent over the other. And so when he came back, that relationship that I had with my stepson was no longer the same because it had been made clear to him that his mother didn't like me and that there was some type of a rift there. So he was hesitant in the beginning to talk to me and we had to ease into that again. He was hesitant in doing things with me, but I was patient and it all worked out because he saw that, you know, the love is still there, the care is still there, and that we're not putting any kind of pressure on him, even if it's coming from, you know, mom's side of things. And so things got better there. Things got better between him and dad because he saw how hard his dad had fought for him. And so I think that one of the areas that we may have missed out on was therapy for him and he could have benefited from it he's doing really great now but i think in that moment that's something we should have talked with and pushed mom on more even though she wasn't quite ready for that so if you find yourself in a situation like that i highly recommend looking into a child therapist because they can help them work through those emotions and feelings without them feeling like they're hurting one parent or the other or they're hurting themselves because they feel like something was their fault along the way and then there were some really really ptsd moments that would happen and this is something i want to talk about heavily because we lived with PTSD and fear for many, many months after. And it didn't matter that we had a piece of paper in our hand that gave us legal right to the child. We still felt like at any moment he could have been ripped from us. And so living with that level of fear and pain and confusion is really traumatizing and there'd be times where i would wake up and go and check on the kids and be like okay yeah they're still in their beds like he's still here and i'm just feeling anxious and i would catch my significant other doing the same um and so it was the little things that were still triggering and really hard to work through but we communicated through them we talked to one another and we laid out what was happening and how we would feel and so we were able to actively work through those painful months and say okay yeah sure we're having ptsd yes sure these things are triggering but we will be okay we will come out of this we will go back to normal everything will be healthy once again but for those bitter bms they don't see it that way and so if you're a bm and you're listening to this and you're talking shit on me uh maybe stop for a second and just think to yourself what you're doing mentally to people and to the child involved and take a step back and maybe try to mend that area with your baby daddy. And so each episode, I'm going to try to give tips on an area to mend in your active relationship with your um, baby daddy because I think that there's so much you could be working on and therapy is a great thing. I know I've talked a lot about therapy in this episode, but it's awesome it helps so much it helps all ages and i highly recommend it because mental health is a real thing and we need to take into account mental health from when children are extremely young all the way up until adulthood because at any point certain little things can trigger trauma that may be compartmentalized and you've disassociated from it and so those types of things are very important to hone in on when it comes to 
to focusing on your kids mental health and just make sure that if you're the dad and you know that you have a high conflict baby mama in your life that you are actively speaking to your children about how they're feeling their emotions let them unload on you let them have those temper tantrums because they feel comfortable with you let them express themselves and then if you find that your child is needing additional resources beyond the help you can provide get them into therapy because it is absolutely helpful and it will get your child to the healthy state that they need to be in all right thank you so much for listening to episode two and as always i appreciate my listeners time and look forward to bringing you guys another episode next friday i know just as juicy as this episode got i hope to get into more of what i've dealt with and continue on the journey after my stepson came home and other things that brought us to the events that we're dealing with today so whatever platform you're listening to me on please subscribe rate provide feedback and then also please come and view our instagram and follow us for updates that i provide about the podcast and upcoming episodes and if you do come to the instagram you will find our sneak peeks for next episodes definitely come and uh, follow and subscribe thank you and catch you guys next week Oh, 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 oh,